This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I talked about open your gift of love. We talked a little bit about opening our heart and receiving all the gifts of God's love that he has for us. The second one that we went into was about receiving God's love, majoring on his love, that his love abides in us, so that means it's got to work through us, and his love is overflowing in us, but we got to go give it away. We got to go pour it out into others, amen? Because just because God's love is in there, we can still only have sometimes just a little bit of revelation in certain areas of our life about his love. And this love that we've been talking about, I'm telling you, you need to go back and listen to the other two uh, CDs because it's been powerful to hear about God's love. And sometimes, see, it only takes one thing that you've heard wrong in your life that just discolors everything else. One wrong teaching, one, one misconception, one understanding about God that's wrong, and then it just discolors everything else than the way you look at it and how you look at it, and especially God's love. So go back and listen to these, because I'm going to tell you it's going to help you to get on the right path of God's love so that we can begin to walk in it. Because when we really know that we know that we know that we know how much our Father God loves us, I'm going to tell you something. There comes a conquering that comes in our life like no other thing, like never before. And there's some things that you're going to find in your love that even though talking about this love, you're going to go, well, I thought I knew God loved me. I thought I knew how much, but guess what? I didn't. I really didn't know how deep and how wide that, my, that God's love was for me. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to break a lot of chains, a lot of bondage, and open up a lot of doors in our life when we get this down in us. So listen to them over and over and over again about opening up the gift of love, receiving God's uh, love into our lives. Amen? So tonight we're going to talk about receiving the gift of Jesus, which, of course, because God so loved, he sent his son. Amen? We talked about that in the very beginning. That was our primary uh, scripture about John 3, 16. God so loved that he gave his only begotten son for you and for me. So tonight, we're going to uh, hear a little bit about receiving the gift of Jesus. See, sometimes even when we get saved, we understand, okay, well, God loves me. And then we kind of just, that's okay. You know, and every once in a while, I'm supposed to go tell that. But no, no, he said, go tell. And that's an everyday thing. And see, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Just your life goes and tells. Just your life will tell of the love and the goodness of God. But you've got to start getting a revelation in you just how much God loves you, how much he loves us, how much he wants us to open up his gift, walk in his gift, and have everything. See, sometimes, you know, you can be prosperous in one area of God's love and be just totally depleted in another. 
you can have a little bit of understanding, but then see, like I said, if you've been mistaught or had a bad experience or a wrong experience, and over here in this area, you're not really thriving, you're just surviving because you don't have the revelation of God's love and how much he loves you and how much he loves me. Amen? So in So Loved Part 3, we're going to talk about receiving the gift of Jesus. Let me just tell you, just in case you didn't know this, God has already done everything you'll ever need, want, or desire. He's already done everything for us. He's already done it. He has already done it. He's already provided for you and for me salvation. But it didn't end there. See, even as a believer, there are some Christians that have been saved one day that are walking in more revelation than some that have been walking in 20 years because they've got in a rut. They got saved and that's enough. Uh-uh, that's not where it ended. God has done everything we needed. Salvation, healing, deliverance, prosperity, the evidence of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, everything that we ever need. God said, I've already done it and I've already provided. The work is done, but it's up to you and me now. The only thing left is for you and for I to believe it, receive it, and expect it. See, did you know that you can actually believe God loves you, believe that he's got good things for you, but you have a hard time receiving it? It's like you can see everybody else getting it or you'll hear everybody else talking about it, but then when it comes to you, you're almost like, you can't see yourself. See, so if you can't see yourself receiving it, then how are you going to expect anything to show up? See, God said, I've already done it, but he's waiting on us to believe it to receive it, and you've got to have open hands. See, if we walk around like this, not really knowing if God wants to do good for us, not really knowing if God wants to give it to me, then you're not going to be out here. Then it's pretty hard to receive something and have any kind of expectation when you don't have the revelation that God said, I've already done it, I've already provided, I've already made away everything you need. Not some things. All of it. So we've got to believe, receive, and expect that his gifts are coming to us on a daily basis. Okay, not just salvation, but our healing, our deliverance, everything that we need, prosperity in every area of our life. Why? Because he's so loved. He's so loved. Jesus is the gift of God. He talks about that in John 3, 16 and 17 because he's so loved. Now listen, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Jesus is the heavenly gift, and I receive that gift right now. Amen. It's settled. All right? So you've done received it. You've got the gift. So now God says, let's open the gifts, start digging in there and start enjoying all of them. Get up in this thing. You know, I shared, I think, in, in the one when we talked about receiving, or opening up your gift in the first one, I talked about like in the natural. You know, if somebody gave you a big old box and said, happy birthday, and said, man, this thing is full of gifts, and sat it down in front of you, and Andy just sits there and stares at it and says, oh, boy, I love the ribbon. I love the paper. God, it's so big. Man, I bet you there's something good in there. Then gets up and goes home. He never got the benefits of what was in there because he didn't take the next step. He didn't open it up. 
He didn't dig in there and experience what had been given to him. It's the same thing. If we don't open the Word of God, if we don't get in the Word of God and find out what God has for us, then you're not going to be able to walk in all of the gifts. You're not going to be able to experience everything that God has for us. So we got to get in there and open it and expect it. Amen? So this heavenly gift that God has given us is for us, and it's right now. It is certain that God will, he's already said, I'm going to give you the gift of love. He's already said, I'm going to give it to you. But what do we got to do? We've got to receive it. We've got to expect it. We've got to believe. That is our part. All you have to do is believe. Believe him. And then say, God, give it all to me. Ask. Open your mouth and say, God, I want everything you have for me. But, wait a minute, there's a but. But not just so I can hold it up for just me. Not just so I can hang on to it for myself. Now once I get all this stuff that I've got, all the good gifts you've given me, i got to go give them away. Remember around here we need to have the go tell ministry. Go tell what God has done and is doing in your life for you. That's what's going to compel them to come in. That's what's attractive. That's what people want to hear. What is God doing for you? Go tell of his love. Go tell that Jesus is God's gift to you, to me, to the world. His gift of love. His gift of healings and miracles. See, that's really the church's, I had to kind of use this word, but like the method of advertising is God's gift. His gifts. That's our method of advertising. God heals you, you go tell. God pays off your bills, you go tell. God gets you a job, you go tell. God gets you a vehicle, a home, whatever. God heals your body, delivers your children from drugs, delivers you from drugs or alcohol, whatever it is, you, then you go tell. That's our way of advertising. That's how Jesus says, go tell, and then they'll wanna, people want to go see. They want to go check you out. They want to go see, well, is that really real? Is that really happening over there? But if ain't nobody telling because you think it's so good, but you keep it to yourself, how will they know if someone don't go tell? So that's our method of advertising. God's gift, God's love is you got to go tell. Jesus took upon himself the sin of the world as, as his gift to mankind. Jesus bore our sins. And we were healed already. 1 Peter 2, 24, if you want to go look it up, put it down for your homework. 1 Peter 2, 24. Healing and deliverance from sickness, disease, weakness, pain, grief, sorrow are also part of God's love gift. There's, see, there's so many things in the, in the gift of God that he says, you've got to get in here and open all this up and start tasting it. Open it up and experience it. It's already there. Those are part of God's love gift. Why? Because he's so loved. All right, now let's look. We're going to do this in the Amplified Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. But in fact, he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God and degraded and humiliated by him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. 
the punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes and wounds, we are healed. Spirit, soul, and body. It's a total package. Why? Because he's so loved. It's already done. Quit trying to convince God to do what it's already been done. Believe it, receive it, and expect it. See, once we know how much God loves us, then we can truly walk in the all that God has for us. Because, see, if you really don't understand his love and we really not experience it and tapped into it, then it's hard to feel we are, let's say, um, entitled to open up everything. See, we'll hold back and go, but I don't know, am I deserving or not? God, can you do that for me? Would you do that for me? That's why we got to know about God's love, about Daddy's love so that we can walk in all of the gifts that he has for us, and especially healing. Because let me tell you why. See, because you can love God, but if you're sick all the time and you're at home and you can't work, how are you going to go tell? You see what I'm saying? See, healing is something the enemy fights so bad. He attacks the believer in healing and wholeness of the body because he wants to keep us shut up, put down, push back. See, because you don't feel like coming to church and you don't feel like going to work and you don't want to feel like being around anybody. Well, then he's done shut his mouth. He might as well put a muzzle on us, right? So healing is a very important thing of one of God's gifts. It has already been provided. Because, see, when you're not whole in every area, it affects every area of your life. It'll hold you back. Let's look at Matthew 8 in the Amplified, verses 16 and 17. When evening came... They brought to him many who were under the power of demons. And he cast out the evil spirits with a word and restored to health all who were sick, exhibiting his authority as Messiah, so that he fulfilled what had was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took our affirmity, infirmities upon himself and carried, our, carried away our disease. Why? Because he's so loved. So Mark 6 and 5. And he could not do a miracle there at all because of their unbelief, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. That was not God's desire. See, he said he couldn't do it. He didn't say because he didn't want to. He said because of their unbelief. You see why it's so important that we got to get our belief in line? Because, see, if you let doubt come in and let the devil try to tell you, well, you're not worthy of that, or no, you can't do that, or, you know, they asked you to do this, and you know, I, I'm just, I, I've been going through stuff, and I don't know how I could do No, God asked you, just do it. Let him put his super on your natural. But, see, I'm telling you, see, if the enemy can get us getting in doubt, then guess what? When God shows up with the gift, we're going to be like, I'm not deserving God. I've been acting like a jerk all week. I've been acting like I haven't done right the first of this month. I just can't see Just, you know, I get in faith and then I get out. So, God, I'm not worthy. You see what I'm saying? See what unbelief and doubt will do? It will rob you. It will take from you the gifts that God has for you and for me. Now, some of the other gifts, and we're not going to go into this. We're not going to teach this. I'll just give you a couple of scriptures because there's a whole bunch. 
but this was just one of the gifts that I felt like that, that God had said to include in this, and that's also about the gifts of tongues. Okay, so just a couple of scriptures. You can go check it out. It's in Acts 2, 1 through 4, and 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. Okay, that's another gift that God has already made a way for us. All we got to do is believe, receive, and accept it and expect it because it's far better. God gives you gifts not to hurt or harm you. Why do you get a gift? Because somebody loves you and they want to bless you. You know, and whether sometimes it might be something, you know, really big that you can use or maybe it's just a little tiny something, but it was the thought that somebody loved you and they gave you a gift. So why do you think God has so many gifts for us? Because he wants us to walk in the benefits. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be so full of his love and his goodness. Amen? So that's just real quick there. That's some of his gifts. It's the gifts of tongues. Jesus, God's heavenly gift to us. Why? Because he's so loved. Think about what he did for you and for me. Because he's so loved. God has given his son as his gift to the world. But guess what? We have a part to play. We have a part to play. He gave his son as a gift, but now we have to do our part. We have got to activate what he's already given us and begin to walk in it. And how do we do that? Have faith in God. Believe, receive, and accept, expect it. Because all you ever need is already in Jesus. Okay? Spirit, soul, and body. Whether it be a mate, whether it be salvation, whether it be healing, whether it be uh, prosperity, whether it be uh, your children coming to the Lord, whether it be a mate, whether it be a happy marriage, a good job, whatever you need, God said, I've already made a way. I've already provided it. And I've given you all the answers are in the book. They're yes and amen. But do you believe it? Then you got to receive it. Then you got to expect it. Why? Because he so loved you and me that he's done all of this. Jesus is the gift of God to this world, but we've got to activate it. We've got to do our part. We've got to get out there. Use the faith that he's already given you. Say, well, but sometimes I feel like I don't have faith. Then get in the Word and find out more. The more time you spend with God, then the stronger you'll get. See? The stronger you'll get in your faith. The more you say it, the more you'll begin to, whoa, now I believe it. Because you're saying it. You may start out, look, don't say, well, gosh, but how can I say it if I don't believe it? How are you going to believe it? Unless you hear it and hear it and hear it, which means you're going to hear it by the word, by coming to church. You might be hearing it on a tape. You might be saying what God says. You hear what you say. See, say it. Say it. Because what comes out of your mouth, remember, your words frame your world. You can't blame your wife, your husband, your parents anymore. Your words frame your world for the good or for the bad, for the positive or the negative. Say what God says because it's so tempting when your body and your circumstances are saying everything else. It's so easy to agree with that. But if we keep agreeing with it, guess what? We're going to get in trouble because we're going to have it. We're going to back up instead of going forward. So we have got to get up in this thing and activate it with the love that he's already given us and every gift that he's already made available is for you and for me. But we've got to activate this thing with our mouth and then with our actions. Do something with what he's given us. 
Jesus is the gift of God to the world. God laid the punishment for uh, God laid the punishment for the curse on Jesus. As far as God is concerned, your forgiveness and our healings are totally complete. Healing already belongs to us. If you were healed, you are healed now. Go back again and look at 1 Peter 2 and 24. If you were, you are, and it's now. It's never changed. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he said it then, he's saying it now. And you know what? People that don't even know Jesus have been healed before. Sometimes because it's a gift of healing that's been operating, whatever, even maybe in their heart and not even knowing. They've been shipping. Look, people get, get, get healed that don't even know God. What a gift. What a gift. Amen? So how much more for those that know and have him living in us need to be walking in this wholeness of healing. But it's time for you and I to unwrap the healing gift. I think in some cases, and look, we're all guilty of this. We've ripped at the paper. Maybe we've pulled up a corner of the box and we peeked in and we've experienced some healing here and there, and have had miracles happen. But God's best in his desire is for us to walk in the wholeness of his healing every day. That's really God's desire. So then we're, you know, not having to deal with stuff and go through stuff and then believe God. And yes, God's saying, my best for you is to open this thing all the way, get such a revelation that you're just walking in my wholeness. You're walking in my healing. And guess what? With this healing gift, there's no strings attached. God said, it's for you. It's always been for you. Faith calls those things that do not exist as though they already do. Romans 4, 16 through 18. Let me tell you something. But we are going to have to either believe the scriptures or believe what we feel. Believe the scriptures or believe what they say. Now look. And a lot of times, let me just tell you something, and this is no condemnation whatever. You say, well, you don't find my medication. That's all right. But let's don't stop there. Okay? If you've had to take something, okay, then you just say, but my goal is this eventually I'm going to come to a place of homeless where I ain't going to have to do that anymore. But in the meantime, I'm mixing spiritual with natural, I'm going to use wisdom. There's no sense, okay, for you to be in pain or misery or to, to walk through some stuff till you can get to a place where you say, now my goal is, though, someday I'm not going to have to do this. But you keep holding on to the spiritual, because let me tell you, without the spiritual part, there's all kinds of other stuff, okay? Declare, too, you'll have none of the side effects of whatever that thing is. But sometimes you've got to resort to the natural Mix it with the spiritual till you can get all the way in the spiritual. That's okay. But God said, don't settle there. Keep on believing one day at a time. I'm going to get better and better and better and better in this thing. So faith calls those things that do not exist as though they already do. But we're going to have to believe what God said, even though you may not see it at this moment. Just because you don't feel it don't mean it ain't there. Okay? You're going to keep calling it until it manifests in your world, till it manifests here on earth. You're going to keep calling it. You're going to keep walking it. Do what you got to do in the spiritual and then do what you got to do in the natural because the main thing is for you to feel good and to be better. 
and to be able to go to work and come to church, okay? Until we can get to the place where we can throw all the crap away, okay? But keep on following God. Don't go by what you feel or what you see. Just because you don't see it or feel it right now, don't say, well, then it can't be happening. Or that I just, apparently, I don't believe God and I don't love God because I'm, I'm taking this. No. Mix it with the spiritual. Okay? Mix it with the spiritual and the natural together because the main thing, your end result is for better. Okay? That's where we're all going. It's for God's better. And how we get there will all be different ways, but it doesn't make it any less. But don't, don't forget your focus is for better. Okay? It's for better. <clears throat> you got to start with your words and begin to worship and thank God for your healing before you see it, before you feel it, before anything's manifested, before the reports change or whatever, you keep on saying, God, I thank you. I worship you for the wholeness of my body. I thank you for total restoration. I thank you that everything that's been messed up or out of balance or got broken is going to be fixed and made right. Everything that's not right is going to be made right. Anything that's out of balance is going to get balanced in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to thank you and worship you for it. Worship your way to the better. Say it, say it, say it, and thank God. God, I thank you for my healing. I thank you that I'm already healed and made whole. Whether you see it or feel it, you're going to have to say it. And praise God along the way. Because God's promises and his blessings are to all who will believe and obey. You can look that up in Deuteronomy 28. Uh, verses 1, 15, and 27. God promised blessings to the children of Abraham. And guess what? You and I are children of Abraham. Because we believe like Abraham, right? We walk in his faith. Sure, sometimes you might waver sometimes, but what we, we're looking for better. See, the more we hear, the more we do, then the more we're going to get in faith. The stronger our faith is going to get. Therefore, the blessings are for you and for me. Why? Because he's so loved. He's so loved us. But you're blessed now. Quit trying to be blessed. Go ahead and just say, God, I'm already blessed. Now, I'm not walking in everything, but I'm already blessed. I'm on my way to the promised land, and I got everything, but I'm telling you, I got so many gifts right now, I just can't open them all, but I will. But you're already blessed. Quit trying to get there. You're already blessed. Let's look at Galatians 3 and 9. So then those who are people of faith, whether Jew or Gentiles, are blessed. He didn't say, I hope you're blessed. Maybe you're blessed. If you do 1 through 25 perfectly, then you're going to be blessed. No, if you're a child of God, okay, the seed of Abraham, you are blessed and favored by God and declared free of guilt, of sin, and its penalty, and were placed in right standing with him, along with Abraham, the believer. Tell yourself, sometimes you might just have to get up, go to the mirror, and say, I'm a believer. God, I believe you today. I'm a believer. Your body may be saying something. The phone call told you something. The checkbook's saying something else. Your mate's out there yelling and acting like an idiot. But you're going to stand in that mirror and say, I'm a believer. I'm the blessed of God. 
me. Let's look in Genesis 39 and 3. Now his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all. Man, you need to just maybe write that on a little sick note and put it on your mirror. I'm a believer. I'm blessed. And God's blessed me with all. The Lord caused all that he did to prosper and succeed in his hand. So everything he touched. Everything he did, he was blessed, he prospered, successful. Why? Because he's so loved. Let's look at Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord brings true riches, and he adds no sorrow to it. For it comes as a blessing from God. Why? Because he's so loved. So loved. The blessings from God are for you and for me. Why? Because he so loved us. Let's look at John 10.10. 10. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But what? I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to full till it overflows. What does overflow mean? Too much. Too much. Maybe you better write that on a sticky you note too. Put that on your mirror. I got too much. I'm walking in the overflow. I got too much. More than what I need, I got to go give it away. I'm walking in too much. Overflow. Out of every area of your life. Get that. Spiritually, physically, and financially. It's a package deal. He didn't say this in just one area. He said, get it. Get it. Get it in here, okay? You're blessed, and I want you to walk in the fullness of it in every area of your life. Why? Because John 3, 16, he's so loved. Go over and look in Isaiah 53, 4, and 5. It'll tell you a little bit about that healing. Why? Because he's so loved. Jesus is the gift of God to you and to me. But have you received them? And it's more than just receiving them when you got saved. Just saying, Lord, come into my life and be Lord of my life, okay? Have we received him in every area of our life? Are we allowing him in every area of our life? Or do we still got some of the doors of our life locked? Because, well, I don't feel worthy yet, God. I, I haven't overcome that yet, God. I, or I don't want to even go there and deal with that, God. No, God said, let me in every area so that you can walk in the fullness. It might hurt a little bit. It might get a little uncomfortable. We might have to stretch it. It might feel like a splinter. But how many of you know you leave the splinter in there and it gets worse? And then the thing will get infected. Eventually, you've got to go deal with that thing. You've got to go dig that thing out to stop it from hurting. But then it's all better. It's the same thing with some things with God. God said, let's just get this splinter out. This thing has been haunting you, haranguing you, bothering you, causing you discomfort for too long. Let's get out what's wrong and replace it with what's right. Let God in. Receive him today in every area of our life. Why? Because he's so loved. 
when Jesus was whipped before his crucifixion, that was the moment you were healed. Way back then, it's already been done. You can look at 1 Peter 2, 24. Why? Because he's so loved. Why did he stand there and let him whip him? Because he so loved us. So that we could be healed. The curse that came on the earth because of Adam's sin is a threefold. There was spiritual death, sickness, and poverty. That's over in Deuteronomy 28. But the good news was our redemption of the curse was provided by the sacrifice of Jesus. That God, through the sacrifice of Jesus, took care of that. So now the threefold blessing of that thing that reverses the curse is life, healing, and deliverance, and prosperity. That's a whole lot better than what the curse does. Jesus has opened all three of these areas up to us, but we've got to activate them with our faith. It's just like in the natural. You get a new account and your card expires and they send you one of them little debit cards in the mail. What's it say on that? It ain't no good. You can't use it until you activate it. You've got to go do something to activate the card to make it good or you ain't going to get your money. You've got to do something. So we've got to activate the Word of God with what we say, what are we believing, what are we hearing, and what are we expecting. He's already opened these areas to us, but we're going to have to activate them with our faith. You're going to have to believe what God says for you. Quit listening to the lies of the enemy and saying you're not ready yet. You've done this. Man, you just, you know, let's just write down how many times you've royally messed up. And just, you know, just settle. Be thankful you're saved and you're going to heaven. No. God said, I've got more. Let's do better. Let's get up and learn from our mistakes. Let's get up and let them be stepping stones and not stumbling blocks. I don't care what everybody else is telling you around you. No, forget it. You can't ever do that. No, they're not going to listen to you. No, you've messed up too bad. No, but God. God said he loves me and that he's going to help me. And I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to do better next time because I got people counting on me. It's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's those that are attached to you. So he's already delivered us from the curse, but you're going to have to believe and activate what God is saying by using your faith. See, I can't do it for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to get in the Word, hear and hear and hear and hear, and then start saying it, whether you feel it, see it. You start saying it, then believe it, then receive it. Get your hands open and get ready. Get your buckets out, get your vessels out. A prepared person, God shows up. But if you're sitting on your hands just waiting for it to come pour on top of you, God says, sorry, you don't look very ready to me. You don't look very hungry to me. You don't look very willing to me. You really want this. You'd be up doing it. You'd be up acting like you believe me. That you believe that I love you. Christ has already delivered us from the curse in Galatians 3, 8 through 14. 8 through 14. The effects of the curse are written, now listen, in a permissive sense. Those things are not God's will, but they're the result of actions from people, by people, by you and me, okay? That's not God's best, the curse. How the curse happens is choices that people make. 
things that we do is what brings in the curse on your life. That's not God's will. Look over in Romans 6 and 23. <clears throat> when you receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, you are in Christ. That means you are also Abraham's descendant by faith. Now listen. And a joint heir of the promises of God. We're not a stepchild. They didn't say, now you're entitled to go get the scraps that fall from the table. God said, we are joint heirs. Galatians 3 and 29. We are joint heirs of the promises of God. Every single one of them, all of them, are yes and amen for you and for me. <clears throat> so it's time to walk in the blessings. Why? Because he's so loved. It's time that you and I walk in what is ours. It already belongs to us. But you're going to have to take possession. How? With your mouth. With your actions. Saying what God says. Believing what he says. And expecting to walk in it. That's how. Let's look in Genesis 8 and 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. God's promises are yes and amen. Now, as I close here, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Ron to come. Now, I want you to make this personal. Now, here is something. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. You need to make this confession that every time you think of what's troubling you, what's holding you back, whether it be sickness, depression, uh, you know, uh, unforgiveness, worry, fear. Maybe you have a problem you talk about people all the time. Maybe you, you know, murmur and complain or we're gossipers or unthankfulness. You just all the time. So whatever it is, okay, and all of us could probably list more than one thing, okay, Whatever it is, you begin to say, I am redeemed from this. I'm redeemed from this. I'm redeemed from this. I'm redeemed from this. Whether it be sickness, lack, unforgiveness, oppression, worry, whatever your things are, you begin to say, I am delivered from this. I'm redeemed from the curse. So I'm redeemed from this. If I'm redeemed from the curse, then I'm redeemed from this thing holding me back, dragging me down, and hanging on my back like a monkey. I'm redeemed from this. But you're going to have to declare it in the name of Jesus. And then you get up and say, and I declare it now, I'm delivered from all of it. I'm delivered from all of it. Every bit of it. All Every little bitty ounce, I'm delivered from it all. Why? Because he so loved you and me. Now is your time to walk in the overflow of God's love and God's goodness, his blessings. Now, because it's all for you. All, all of it. Let's go ahead and, if, if all the worship team wouldn't mind coming up there, let's, let's just go ahead and sing that song, Good, Good Father. Because that right there envelopes it, right there, you see? That, that's the package deal. I'm a good, good father. <clears throat> He's a loving father. 
But God said, now is your time to walk in the overflow of my love, my goodness, and my blessings. Now, all of it is yours. It is yes and amen. But you're going to have to activate your faith. You're going to have to get up and say, God, I'm going to say what you say. Come on, believe what you've said for me. Come on, receive Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.